Yeah, you're a little sloppy. I hate myself right now. Don't hate yourself. I don't hate myself. That's loud. I, I don't like getting drunk on our beer drinking show. It just... Well, I was the one who asked to do it on Friday, and it, yeah. you can blame me a little bit for that. Oh, but you—you you could have not had much to drink when you went out. You know, you know, it's it's the same thing where you know, like once a year, I get puking sick because I drink too much, right? I'm not puking sick. Hey, listen to this Steel Panther song. I think you might like. Sure. Okay. I'm not puking sick, but it was the same kind of thing, right? Where you forget. Like how fast you can metabolize what you drink? I don't know. Never, never do that. No, no. Okay, hold on a second. Before before this song gets in, the only times where I really get sick from beer that I can remember are things like the Great American Beer Fest, where it's just like a, a, an overwhelming amount. Yeah. I because of the fact that I have to drive home. I've done this for thirteen years. I know you're, my limit. You're a fucking I'm, pro, yeah. I know where because I don't. I don't have you know. I don't. You haven't had to build up this uh, thing. I, I have to walk up twenty six steps. Right. You have to drive home for half an hour. So a lot of the time, you know, I, I, I you know limit my my samples. I don't do after show beers. Uh, I I know like where I'm at, how much far I can go, and uh, the thing that 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 I I always say, and I think the way that I get this across is. I always make sure that I am no more than two hours away from being able to drive. Right. So I know where I can go. I know if I can't drive, and I know that I'm not going to go past that point. Um, and the only time when it gets really confused for me is things like the Great American Beer Fest. Festivals where you're just surrounded and you're just pounding well, things. And you're not driving. You're not driving. Yeah. And also, it's just, it's a situation where it's so hard to track. But I'm not just talking about the show. For me, and I haven't, I haven't puked in a long time, more than a year. But there's <laughs> puked from beer, right? But I haven't puked from beer in, I don't know, 10 years. I, I, Maybe maybe I'm more bingy than you are. I don't know what the thing is, but you know, I'll be at a homebrew club meeting and get carried away, and I'll think about like, my metering of my consumption, and it sneaks up on me. That, that, that I, is surprising. I think I'm a pretty responsible consumer, generally. I mean, I'm. I don't want to word this. I was gonna say I'm a pro at this, but I'm not a pro. I'm, but you know, I'm I'm real. I'm 41 years old. I'm pretty responsible at not binging and getting freaking blitzed every night. But you know, over the last five or ten years, five years, let's say five years, because ten years goes back towards the origins. The last five years, where we've been knowing how to do this thing, once in a while, I will get carried away. Well, I mean, you're getting older, and, and maybe that has something to do. with I don't it. think it's older. I think it's me not listening to everything i learned it's just it's the alcohol lubricant thing and it's like well fuck i'm here i don't gotta drive drink 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 i get when you and, don't have, when driving is not a consideration it's it's easier to to partake i i try i mean almost well, everywhere i go i have to drive and, and and that's a situation where yeah i mean for me it's very different right heather is the driver mm-hmm. 
there's been a few occasions where she's had too much to drink and I drive. But we're pretty good. We're really good. I shouldn't say pretty good. We're really good at managing that. Um, and then, you know, she doesn't mind driving and I would prefer to not drive. So, like, I'm different from, like, like the man has to drive. You know, the man of the house has to drive. Who said that? Just just look in cars that you drive past. And is the man driving or is the woman driving? It's... It's the man driving in most cases. I don't even take a look. Uh, but anyway, you know, it, for me, it's different. Like, you want to drive? Oh, she, like, her, so my superpower, right, is keeping beers in the cellar. Mm-hmm. My super weakness is staying awake on the highway. <laughs> like, when I'm driving on a highway, it's so fucking boring. But, like, like, I get drowsy. I want to fall asleep. Her superpower I've heard this one before. Okay. Heather's his superpower is like driving boring ass highways and not getting drowsy. So, you know, so she'll. There was one time we were vacationing out on. Uh, this is a long time ago. This is before kids. Yeah, this is before kids. We were out on Cape Cod and we went up to Vermont, New Hampshire. And then, you know, she drove like 11 and a half hours home. No problem. Like, she's behind the wheel, she's awake. Hmm. If I'm behind the wheel for a long time on the highway, it's like, I need to find something to keep me awake. You I'm some kind of, like, I'm driving stimulation. I'm driving into a ditch. <laughs> so, um... Well, I, I do have a, have a rule that I try to keep up, which is no more than four hours uh, driving. Uh, it gets a little hairy if I'm going like to Philly and like you know I'll, I'll, I'll extend that by an hour or so, but I'm not going to drive more than that. I, if, if I have to go more than that, I'll fly. And so, uh, I mean, it's I'm in a very lucky position that I make enough money that's not necessarily an issue. I mean, it's not like it's it's cheap. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's it's simple for me to do, but it's easy enough that I can justify it. Um, but yeah, I won't. I won't go any any more than, than than four hours plus or minus one hour. When we drove home from Disney, which is like a twenty-one hour drive, we did it straight through. And you know what we we tag teamed. You know, I would take a nap in the passenger seat. You're not ever getting a real good sleep there, so I I, I don't. I mean, at least for me, I, I can't do that. I can't. For, uh, I mean, but we got the kids and everything. We just like let's just get home. And we do this, this kind of our MO when we're doing these driving vacations. The Eclipse vacation was the same kind of thing. A long drive home from Asheville. You know, that kind of thing. But, you know, it's like, we have it worked out. Like, I fall asleep when I'm driving on the highway. She doesn't. But she has a limit. So, you know, like, on the way home from Disney, we were tag-taming, like, every 45 minutes. We were pulling over, switching drivers. 45 minutes, pull over, switch drivers, and we, we drove straight home from Florida. 21 hours. Insane. And the Insane. Kids, are, kids are just in the back, you know, yeah, the kids playing are... video games or sleeping, so... <laughs> kids don't don't really know what's happening, but... Man, no, I, I, I could not do that. Maybe, maybe if I if I had that, that kind of... Um, if I if I had those years with kids to build up that, that kind of 
impatience sleep of deprivation. Sort. Yeah. To, to, to be able to do that, but no, no, I don't do that. How do you like Allie tonight trying to be like an adult telling I thought stories? it was great. I thought it was fantastic. I loved it. Even though, you know, there was still the nine-year-old in her, she was on her topic, and, and like, when I was talking about something else, she'd jump in. But I loved it. No, I thought it was, it was really great, because she had stuff she wanted to talk about, and, um... And and she stuff she knew about that that I you know wasn't really that aware. And of. that that was content that she hasn't even shared with me. That was new content. Mm-hmm. She was talking about how they had found a mammoth, a baby mammoth buried mm-hmm. in the ice. But it was really interesting because she she used a term like it was a common term, but isolated, like a, a, a mammoth got isolated, or two moose fighting got isolated. Mm-hmm. And what she meant was you know frozen in ice, frozen in amber frozen in tar you know preserved moose can't get well, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be rough <laughs> but you know what I'm saying she meant yeah. you know preserved but she kept using and like when she was saying isolated at first I don't know if you caught it right away but like at first I didn't know what she meant no I wasn't thinking about it I was, I was more like this is awesome Allie loves this stuff this is great because I, I mean I was like almost a kinship with her like yeah, yeah. this science stuff is awesome so that, that was what I was focusing on okay like, I mean but the term isolated I, I thought she misused the term at first you know I'm with her every day so I know her vocabulary right. I know things like that and that was a new vocabulary for her so I wasn't sure she was using it right but then as she kept using it and talking about things like, sure, I could see a documentary using that term mm-hmm. for things that are frozen in ice or frozen in amber and isolated. Yeah, she might have been... Preserved. Thinking, yeah, she Because it's, it's preserved, really, is yeah, a better term than right. isolated. Yeah. She might, have, she might have been, like, conflating them, but that's okay. Again, she's not. Mm. So, uh, so any of the, like, the, 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 the things that were, like, a little... Like, like when when I started talking about viruses, and then she went back to the mammoths like about four or five minutes later when the topic had changed. But that was cool. No, I she's, totally got it. She's, she's learned, nine. She's learning yeah, how to do yeah, conversation. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm, I'm just gonna like, yeah, yeah. Tell me about the mammoths again. Um, it, it, it was it was really cool to me that that she that it was she wasn't like, oh, you told. Dad told me to say something, so I will. It was she wanted to tell me about this, yeah. and that was great. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. She, she was trying to have an adult conversation with her uncle yeah, Greg. So just right? get better at it. Yeah. So yeah. proud dad right here, <laughs> <laughs> and Max, of course, just finding something to play with in the background. <laughs> no, he actually, I will like well, Max was trying to stay engaged. He was. Asking science questions, like a bit, but he was so, also running. So around. the thing about Max is, if it's Ali's thing, soccer or making and soldering, he refuses to take part. Mm-hmm. You know, but tonight he was at least fifty percent interested in the whole science talk that we were having. Oh, that's cool. So I think he just wanted to be part of the conversation more than anything else. But I was encouraged by that because normally he would shut that stuff out. He would have went upstairs and said, I'm gonna hang out with mom while Allie's doing Allie stuff. I would like to say that it's because he loves me, but I think it's more because I'm I'm a novelty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and you know he'll get over it, uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I 
yeah, I mean, it, what I noticed about, I mean, I was, my attention was much more on Allie because she was, you know, like you said, engaging. She was definitely engaging in conversation and, and, and really interested in stuff. Um, and wanted to get out the stuff that she knew mm-hmm. and wanted to share this, which which I completely understand. That's like, there's nothing I understand more than thinking something is so cool that you have to share it. <laughs> that is me, like, uh, right. in, 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 a, in a nutshell. Uh, so I, I, I want to do everything to encourage that in, in some sense. So I'm like, yeah, tell me all about this. Tell me everything you want to tell me. So you're trying to do an, an analogy about viruses and how you can't image in the image. Oh man, I can't talk. How you can't image them. Fuck! How you can't image them with light. Yeah, no, you, you get you, that was a really good analogy. I because I, I was like, how do I describe this? And you came up with a great analogy right away. So, so uh, it has one of those nail bed impression things. So first right? of all, we should talk about what, what with this. What we were talking, I was telling her about bacteriophages, like you mentioned in the pre-show, and you asked the question, "How big are they?" And I said, "Well, they're so small that you can't use visual light to see them, which is a little probably beyond Valley's." Uh, you know, comprehension, and you came up with a really good a way to explain it. So I'll let you go now. So Allie has one of those things, right? It has all the little metal nails in it, and you push your hand into it, and it shows the outline, outline of your hand. Mm-hmm. And the idea was behind, was like, okay, so I put my hand or something behind the nails, and the nails poke through, and you can see the shape through the nails. Now, what if you had something that was smaller than a nail? They could fit through the holes, the gaps in between the nails. It wouldn't push any nails. Well, that's kind of what a virus is when it comes to a microscope, a light. It, it's not big enough to really push any of those nails to represent itself. Mm-hmm. Is, it's is, a good analogy. I think it's a really good analogy. But yeah, the, at, at 100 nanometers, like I said, the, the lowest red is about th- around 330 nanometers. So yeah, you're. it's... Uh, or, I'm sorry, the, the highest blue, I should say. Yes. Mm-hmm. The highest blue is around 330 nanometers. And um, so you're already in ultraviolet, you know, and, and you need to do stuff like X-ray uh, stuff or electrons, which are, um, thanks to their essentially uh, uh, point-like nature, they can be arbitrary in terms of their, their wavelength. So... But you need to have a lot of power. <laughs> All right. So, what do you want to talk about next? You want to talk about? Well, let's do American Vandal because we talked about it a little bit of before. Uh, you, so, here's the thing. You said that you American knew- Vandal is a show on Netflix. Yeah. It is a true crime drama type show. It, it is the the purest idea of a parody which is uh, I think the, the best description I heard was from Alan Sepinwall who called it the uh, let me turn down this, this volume a bit. Um, he called it the galaxy quest of true crime documentaries it, it's a parody that is lovingly created and structured and is as essentially as good as 
what it's parodying. Right? It, it, it follows the same structure, and it's a very good version of that, but it is a parody of true crime dramas about a very silly thing, which is some high schooler painting dicks on... Right. on, on and the kind of true crime drama they're parodying is a serial or to Making make a murder. a murder. Yeah. And to the point where specific beats of things like serial are copied, which Jeff hasn't gotten to yet, and that's where I think right. it so takes a turn. I started watching it with no background. I didn't know it was a parody show. And like, oh, okay, it's this high school film project where he's doing this true crime thing about this vandalism. And, but then like things like started going over the top, like the one teacher commenting about how hot the student is. Uh-huh. And then like beyond that, like he just got too crazy. So and there, I wasn't, well, ex- there, there's a, there, there are these so, CGI recreations. So here's a, here's a question for you. Yeah. And I don't know whether you can answer it. If you were watching this without the knowledge that this is like really good in the in the payoffs worth it, would you have followed the whole way through? I didn't know the payoff was going to be worth it. Okay, all I heard was that it was funny. That's okay. all I heard. And See, I didn't have any reputable or you know reputed sources saying that you know this is good. I you know what I had was oh, there's a thing that Netflix is showing me I should watch. And then I start watching it. I'm like, this is almost unbelievable. And I go on online. I'm like, oh, it's fake. And then I just start seeing how over the top it is with those recreations uh-huh. of, like, did the nerd make out with the hot girl or not? Well, there's, there's and, where did the, did the nerd get a hand job? And there's a there's a <laughs> there's a CGI recreation with his dick. <laughs> it's like it, it's. I mean, it, but it takes every. So there there are two things that are really important about that. In the world of the show, everything is taken seriously. Like uh, the 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 drama, it doesn't feel forced. The other thing is that the the characters are three dimensional. They really are, and the the fact that you you haven't gotten to the point about halfway through where all of a sudden things take a turn tells me that you really haven't gotten to the point where. You're starting to see how good this this thing really is. Well, you mentioned it, that like the show starts to read feedback on itself. Like the the show has been released, and like there's new data based, just like how Serial happened, right, right? Right. Where like the show has been released, and now there's updates on like the, the happenings. I mean, I I legitimately think this was an exceptional show, not not just because of how. I mean, I'm not a big fan of this true crime stuff. I, I listened to Serial. I did not watch Making a Murder. I'm not a huge fan of this stuff. But the way that it it, it nailed all the things that Serial did, but in, in this completely silly dynamic, and yet got these kids and got the kind of details of this of how something like this might come about, right? Even, like, you, you were talking, saying that the teacher... All this shit pays off. All of this right. pays off. And in addition... I didn't give them enough credit that yeah. like, that kind of thing would pay off. In it addition... Just, it seemed gratuitous, is what it seemed. It just seemed like, okay, we're going to be like over-the-top gratuitous about this, and it's just going to... 
Yeah, I can see how if you're it, not, if you're not aware like, of what's going on. It felt on, like it was going to fizzle, and it wasn't worth my time to finish. I can see how you, you could get that impression if you think, okay, this is just going so ridiculous, and it's just, it's just going to become... So, a, a storm of ridiculousness and probably not worth my time. I'm telling you it is. I'm telling you right. go through the whole thing. I'll go back to it. Because sure. not only is... I mean, Netflix is still trying to make me watch it. It's still like, yeah, hey, I haven't finished this yet. Not only d- does all the shit pay off, but it legitimately moved me at the end, which is not something that I expected to happen. No. And not something you're expecting to happen. But there's a story that it tells... And there's a point to it, which shocked the fuck out of me. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it made me stand up and and, and, and and attention to this. Like this is this was something special. This was legitimately one of the best things I saw uh, in terms of stuff that was produced last year. I, I only I, I just like I binged it in the, in the last couple of days, uh, and I was I was I loved it. I I. I mean, I knew going into it what it was, so that may may help some well, of it. So when I realized it was like a parody, like I enjoyed an episode or two of the ridiculousness, and then after that, kind of the glow faded, and I was like, think of it as as serial through a ridiculous lens, and well, that's what I that's what I realized. I just didn't. I didn't have any confidence that there was going to be a good payoff at the end. There is an excellent payoff. I didn't see... Like, when I started searching for it, I found that it was, you know, oh, it's absolutely fake, which was pretty obvious, but I needed confirmation. Mm-hmm. And then... But I didn't see people raving about it. I, it was almost like, you know, it's it's not as good as um, that suicide show that they did last year. Uh the girl. That oh, uh, took, uh, thirteen reasons why. Yeah, thirteen yeah. reasons why. Yeah, and I didn't watch that. I watched that. It, it was fine, and this one just seemed like less than that. And I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna waste my time. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna watch. So what I've been doing, like, so this year, I think I mentioned this. I've been watching a lot more Penguin games this year than I have in the last bunch of years. It just, I don't know. It just you know yeah. because of Max of watching Penguins and stuff. It's just working for me. But with like nights Penguins aren't playing, and I have nothing in my sick beard which is downloading and playing. And like if I don't have my normal shows, I'll, I'll go on Netflix and watch stand up comedy. So I've been watching a lot of a lot of different, even from people I don't even know. And uh, guy Joe Coy, I don't know. Watched him this past week. He did a special in Seattle on Netflix. It, freaking hilarious. He did this whole... He, half his show is about masturbating. But it starts off like his 13-year-old son and how he's growing up and like... But like how a 13 year It's a story about how a 13-year-old son is learning to masturbate. And then it goes into... It's 100% relatable for for me at least. You know, maybe I'm a masturbation freak. I don't know, but like even you know, who married adults. Come on, guys. Married adults. Uh, you know, so this, there's this guy who I, I really didn't love his mannerisms at first. You know, you know, like comedians who laugh at themselves a little bit. You know, like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. For him, for him, I was like, eh. but then once he got on this beat. This whole masturbation sketch that he has. Oh my god, it's... It's better than the Chappelle stuff. 
Okay, well, you have to send me the link. Okay, so I, I just pulled up Metacritic's uh, list of the top uh, things that were in most critics' top ten list. Uh, American Vandal is number 12. Okay. I mean, like, so... It's, uh, so you're saying it's not on the top ten list. Well, I'm, I'm, so practically could be a thousand. It's on... Um, let's see, it's let's see, number one on one person's top ten list, number three, num- number two on three people's okay. top ten list, on other people. I I enjoyed the weirdness to it. But, I'm I'm just saying yeah. it's excellent. I'm like, like uh, I, no, I will watch. I yeah. want to see the the threads woven back together mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah, I I lost confidence that they were going to weave those back together. I, I I guarantee you, you'll it'll pay off. But another another show on here, number five on here, actually. Uh, it's a show I've been trying to get you to watch, The Good Place. Like, watch it from the beginning. It may seem trite at first, but okay. it totally pays off. It, this last, this latest episode had one of my favorite right. jokes uh, that I heard this year. Uh, oh my god, I'm gonna pee my pants. All right, go, go for it. Go for it. Uh, see some other shows that are on here. So, The Leftovers got number one. I kind of abandoned The Leftovers after watching one or two episodes of the first season and wasn't really into it. Uh, I understand that p- people love that show to hell. Um, and that's great. It's, uh, I think it's kind of, from what I understand, is a show where you really need to have that kind of experience of grief to really get it. And uh, I haven't gotten there yet. I will, right? I, I either I either will die or I will get that experience of grief at some point. Uh, so one thing that was going to happen first, um, maybe then the leftovers will appeal to me more. Uh, but. And I heard it got better too, and the second season wasn't as depressing, and so and so was third season. But it, it, I mean, it just wasn't for me. Uh, number two was Twin Peaks, another one that I kind of like. It's just I get it, I totally get it. If if you like that kind of stuff, that's all, that, that's all on you. But I remember watching the original Twin Peaks and sort of liking a quarter of it and hating three quarters of it kind of typical David Lynch number so eh, not really into that Handmaid's Tale which I heard is really great I haven't watched that I admit just haven't watched that Big Little Lies I kind of have no idea what that is to be honest so and then the fifth place The Good Place I'd highly recommend The Good Place it's a very funny show but there, there's a there's a twist at the end of season one that's carried through in season two I think if you are not a person who and then Jeff is not a person who likes spoilers uh, so I wouldn't I don't want to give away the twist that happens in the good place, but there is one. Uh, and at least at the end of the season. The end of the season takes it a different place than you might expect. Uh, which was which was cool. Um, I, I'm gonna have to buckle down and, and watch a good place. You are. You will you have to. It, it's excellent. Like, That's the show with Ted Danson, right? Yes, the show with Ted Danson and Kristen Bell. Uh, in sixth place was The Deuce, which I like watched the first episode of. I was like, yeah. That uh, one was one of the ones where they were pretty good at the DMCA takedowns, and I never could really get uh, it, get it copied <laughs> down. So, and number seven was Better Things, which has that Louis C.K. stank on it. Uh, uh, Pamela Adlon, that's her show. Uh, number eight was Glow, which I just wasn't interested in, but it might be great. I don't know. But Glow everyone says was, it's great. Glow was pretty good. I mean, Mark Maron played a pretty good role, and um, Alfred. Alison Brie, you know, the interesting thing about Alison Brie is she 
plays such a different, like, unrecognizable character from what you expect she's going to play. Well, I don't expect her to play the same character she played in Community. But, yeah, but it, it's, at times, it's complete, it's unrecognizable. And a good actress should be able to do that. But yeah. she, I mean, like, her, Trudy was not, Trudy in Mad Men was not, um, Annie. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, in ninth place, Master of None, which now has the Aziz Ansari stank to it. I like Master of None. It, um, I think I told you, right? Like, season two, the premiere, mm-hmm. was black and white and subtitled. Yeah, yeah. Where like an Italian spe- film. All the speaking yeah. was in, t- in Italian. Like, so they've done some interesting artistic things. Yeah, but now it. there's the Aziz Ansari, like... But he, he's not... He's yeah, a freak. he's I'm, a freak, not, but he's not. He's, I mean, what he did, what he did was 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 sort of like what Dan Harmon did, which was sketchy and kind of ugh, but not like. Oh, I didn't hear. Well, I didn't hear descriptions of what he did. I just heard that a person felt well, uh, all he did. Well, okay, here's the thing: Decent Terry had sex with this person. All Dan Harmon did was crush on somebody. Uh, I shouldn't say all that he did because I mean it was it was shitty what he did. He crushed on one of his writers. She didn't reciprocate. After a while, after like two years of crushing on her, finding out that she's not reciprocating, then he treated her like shit. Mm. And then, you know, got fired. So, not, he did not create a good work environment. He treated her like shit, uh, and, well, he, and he hurt her confidence. Well, that's very Bad. different from his Aziz and sorry, very, yes, he's very just different. going on a date. And sure, he went on a date with a girl, and she was okay to do the freaky stuff, and she regretted it. I mean, it, it's not the whole Me Too thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it doesn't. I mean, the thing is, is also the other thing is, I don't know of any other stories of Aziz and sorry doing this I don't have any story other stories of Dan Harmon doing this mm-hmm. and people should be allowed to like make a mistake yeah uh, even though they made the person people feel like crap and I get it people shouldn't be made to feel like crap but I've been made to feel like crap a bunch of times I'm sure you have too and it fucking sucks and I hate it but I'm and I, I also kind of hate the person who did it And that's all I can say, really. Cause it, well, if, I mean, if you were to ask me, do I not want them to get a job? Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I feel like, yeah, I wish that fucker would not get a job. But then I say, mm, I don't know. It, 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 it's complicated. And I get it. Uh, but here's what Dan, here's what Dan so, Harmon did that Aziz Ansari didn't. Dan Harmon apologized on his show. Like, took seven minutes in a really deep apology, explained exactly what he did and why it was fucking wrong. And, and why... All the stuff that was bad with it, and so so much that Megan Gans, who was the accuser, accepted it and and accepted his apology, like after saying that she wouldn't accept it. So right. there's something there that that is, and right. I'm not, and, and look, if if other stuff comes out that Dan Harmon did this shit to other people, then fuck him. But right now, as far as I know, he did this one thing was really fucking shitty. Apologize for it in a in, in a better way than anybody else has done. I'm willing to accept right. that. There's only one situation I can think of where I was the guy that I felt I really got shit on. There was a I went to a party, a person we both know we worked with back in the day, and it was after I had left that place, 
went there and he made a comment like, man, you got fat or something like that. Like, like out of the blue, like, what did you just say? And this, this guy's name start with a K? J. And a Y. Oh, him. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I've seen him since then. Well, I've seen him since then, too. But, you know, this was just, like, an out-of-the-blue baby. He was drunk as fuck. But, like, it was, like, the only time I can think of where I was, like, hurt. Like, like sure. I, I'm not... I have a hard time, you know, you know, you know, make, maintaining, and <laughs> and what the fuck? And you should have been like, man, you got. I mean, it should have been like, man, you got ugly. Like, you <laughs> maybe that's the only time where I've been flat out like hurt by like words. Don't pay him no mind. I'm not he's, anymore. He's he's, uh, he's he's doing his own fucking schmucky thing. God, he was at that place for for longer than anybody. <laughs> yeah, uh, in tenth place was Mindhunter on nine flicks, which I haven't watched. Apparently, it's good. Eleventh place was Legion, which we loved, mm-hmm. and then twelfth place was uh, American Vandal. Thirteenth okay. was Better Call Saul. I don't know if I'd say American Vandal was better than Better Call Saul because there were some exceptional things that happened in Better Call Saul this season. Mm-hmm. But like I said, American Vandal fucking pays off. Okay. I will finish it. Watch the whole fucking thing. I I will. I like I said, like the beginning. It it just it didn't seem like it was going to pay, right? It, I can understand that, but you can believe me, it does. It, sure. it pays off in in a, in a way that's almost moving. I hate to spoil it, but it, in in a way that that moved me. Okay. That I wasn't expecting from this silly little comedy about dicks being spray painted. Like that, it had, it legitimately had something to say, and that was a surprise. It caught me a little bit off guard, but it, it. Nailed... I, I think maybe the part that lost me was when they were like doubling down on like, well, none of these dicks had ball hairs, and that guy always drew dick with ball hairs. Right. Well, that 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 was. <laughs> it's one of the. That's one of those things where when you're watching, it, you're like. There's there's enough verisimilitude in the show that you that you think to yourself, yeah, that's right. Then you realize that wait a minute, this is a fucking show about dicks. Why am I like seriously considering what they're saying? Uh, but it's so well done, and you'll I think you'll notice as you as you go through the show, like I said, all the stuff pays off. All the stuff like you're mentioning the weird mm-hmm. stuff, like with with the with the teacher that that's weird, gets paid off. So. Those things, like when the teachers first started acting weird, I didn't yet have a confirmation that this was a parody. Uh huh. You know, I thought it was. I thought it was a student film. I think. It's, I, I think it's the beginning of episode four, or maybe episode five, where there's just a Chiron in the very beginning that made me fucking laugh out loud, and that Chiron, I think, will will justify everything to you. And I won't tell you what that is. But just a little Chiron is is, is are, are the words that are on screen, like the, the, the stuff that, that that's that's on screen. I would that, have thought I definitely got through five episodes. No, you definitely didn't, because based on what you're telling me, you you only got through like two or three. They're only about thirty to forty minutes long each of them, and it, I binged the fuck out of them, and they were brilliant. I, I think I went through huh. them in, in two or three days, and yeah, it's huh. goddamn brilliant. Okay, 
like you said, they weave it back together. I think I was at the point of maximum unraveling. I'm like, fuck this. And probably another 10 minutes, I would have been starting to see the weave. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm telling you, American Vandal, watch that shit. Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. Netflix and fucking chill. And now I gotta pee. I do want to mention this one thing, though. I, I, I sent you this article, this this this, this, this onion thing with the, the Tide Deputes new sour apple detergent pots. <laughs> what do you think is the best way to to, to uh, jump on this? You know the whole Tide Pod scare shit with this you know, sour apple. <sighs> <sighs> All right. Have a great day, night, week, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody.